Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today we are going to be talking about all of the events from Thursday, June 17th of 2021. You guys, I think we made it through the week with like no major day misses. Like, I think we made it. It was a little touch and go yesterday. I was feeling very tired. I was just really not feeling good yesterday. And, uh, but I got up and I recorded. I didn't post on Instagram till like this afternoon, but I did everything else. So, you know, that's awesome. Um, so we made it through the week. I'm pretty impressed. I was a little unsure how this week would go. Um, if you remember a little while ago, I was talking about how things would kind of be consistently changing for the, like basically the whole summer. Um, something big is happening every couple of weeks that changes my routine and my schedule. Um, and this week was one of those weeks where like my routine and my schedule were changing. Um, and so, but we made it, we made it through this week, um, which I'm very pleased about. So, um, also, I mean, like last week was just really stressful with stuff going on behind the scenes in terms of, um, potentially, and then ultimately switching podcast hosts and uploading to YouTube and all of it. Um, but we made it through. <laughs> Videos are now regularly being published to YouTube. It's it's going well, <laughs> thank gosh. Um, because, yikes, I was concerned. Um, so, today we are going to start, we're going to talk about the Euro cup game between Belgium and Denmark. Um, so today, King Philippe of Belgium traveled to Denmark to attend the football game between Belgium and Denmark, and also attending the game were Crown Prince Frederick, Crown Princess Mary, Prince Christian, as well as Crown Prince Frederick's nephews, um, so his brother Prince Joachim's oldest sons. He has four children in total, and two of them live in Denmark. Um, Prince Joachim and his family, like his younger two children and wife, live in France right now. Um, but Prince Felix and Prince Nikolai uh, were also in, at the game with Christian and Frederick and Mary. Um, and so, like, it was really great. It was really interesting. So, if you've been listening over the past couple weeks, it seems that I have become a football fan. Um, I'm not sure when this happened. Like, I knew it was a potential. Um, after I watched the Spain-Portugal, like, friendly game for their Euro uh, or World Cup bid launch, um, I knew it was a potential because it seemed really fun. Um, I didn't really know it would become, like, a thing that I was doing every day, but it seems to be at the moment. So today... Um, I watched this game, and it was really interesting because for those who 
don't pay attention or haven't listened to an episode before um, where I've talked about it. Um, a Danish player during Saturday's game um, had a cardiac event. Um, his heart stopped, and um, on the on the pitch, like on the field, in the middle of the game between Denmark and Finland, like minute 43 or something, so about halfway through the game. Um, so his heart stopped. He was given CPR. He was revived, um, it seems, very quickly. And um, But nonetheless, it was traumatic, and it has kind of been... Um, especially for Danish people, like, it's been a really hard time. And for the players of the Denmark team, I mean, they had to sit, stand in a circle protecting um, Christian Eriksen. I always try and, I always forget his name when I need to remember it, um, but it's Christian Eriksen. And... They had to stand around to form a barrier so cameras couldn't see what was going on and watch as their friend and teammate was given CPR um, and defibrillated and all of the things. Um, and so they were, they are, there is a, tra- a level of trauma that comes with that. And so that's been kind of like a defining piece for the Danes in the past couple of days. and. Um, watching this match was so interesting. It was so not emotional, but like it was very it was very much not like a competitive game in any sense. It was very much a coming together kind of game. Um, And then the Danes come out and like one of the fastest goals in the history of Euro Cup make a, a goal in 99 seconds. It was like less than a minute and a half. Or maybe it was just over a minute and a half. But it was crazy. Uh, so in the first two minutes they get a goal. Um, that is the only goal they got and Belgium did end up winning. But it was a very um, the stadium was packed as packed as it can be during COVID. Um, it was very loud and it was just like an emotional return in terms of like suffering that kind of trauma um, was definitely talked about. Um, So it was great. Look, the main goal, like the main point of talking about this is really like, yes, the Royals are there and like that's why I want to talk about it. Um, That's why I do talk about it. And if they weren't there, I probably would have never become a whatever I am of football right now. I'm still not sure if we're going with fan. I think we probably are, but I'm still not convinced. We'll see how the rest of the Euro tournament goes for me. Um, but it, it's just been very interesting to watch. And, like, I'm really glad that the Royals are going. Um, and also, it was kind of awesome. So King Philippe was only in Denmark for the game. Like he arrived maybe an hour before the game and then left shortly after. Um, he and Frederick did take a couple of pictures together. They were seated near each other. Of course, there was like a two seat barrier between um, between the two. But um, 
they were still like they would chat every now and then um so they were next to each other during the whole game and that was really cool um and it was just like a reminder of how things could be if we weren't living in a pandemic and like how things are going to be at some point again soon um so that that was just really great um so that is my conversation about the euro cup um, and so with that, we are going to go ahead now and move on to the British royal family because we've already talked about Belgium's event. was just one public event in the UK today. Um, so today the Prince of Wales visited um, the NHS hospital in Chelsea and Westminster, which are neighborhoods in London um, that are very close to each other, Chelsea and Westminster. Um, Westminster is obviously where like Westminster Abbey is. It's also where um, the House of Lords and Big Ben are. Um, it's one of the neighborhoods I'm looking at staying in when I go for the Jubilee next year because it's centrally located to most of the things I'm gonna be at. Um, I'm also looking to stay maybe closer to Buckingham, but also probably should book things rapidly. Um, I'm just waiting on my passport to come back and then I'll start really planning for this trip. Um, also, it's a year away, but I'm a planning kind of person, so like, I want to have a lot of it figured out before the new year. Not all of it, but like at least where I'm going to stay um, and what I'll be able to work in in terms of sightseeing, um, which I don't think will be much, but that's okay. Um, so he was there to visit. Um, they were a partnership program between the Prince's Trust and NHS to give young people access to employment, um, especially in the pandemic um, world. So they did a partnership for vaccine rollouts. Um, and so some of these young people that work with the Prince's Trust for um, help in finding income and employment um, took part in the launch for um, vaccine rollouts. So that was really cool. He also got a tour of the hospital. Um, and this hospital was really cool in that it has like movie theater for patients and their relatives to go like chillax in um so that's kind of cool um so that's what was going on publicly there is something um pretty big and i am going to talk about it even though technically it's not tomorrow for me it is tomorrow in the uk but and i wasn't sure if i was going to talk about it but i'm just deciding i am because I'm not going to be able, I'm not going to record another podcast until Sunday night, and I want to talk about it before then. So, today, um, the Duchess, technically tomorrow, but that's weird. So, the day you're listening to this, today, the Duchess of Cambridge launched this big project that she has been working on. Um, and so, it was known that it was going to be focused on the early years that she has been working on for, I guess, a decade, um, which is true. It has been a decade. It's just kind of taken on various forms. And 
So today was the official announcement, and it was announced that the Duchess of Cambridge will launch the Center for Early Childhood, which is going to be a research-based organization to help spread awareness for how much the first five years of life can impact a child throughout their entire lives. So this all kind of started when the Duchess of Cambridge came into the picture. So like when she and Will got married, um, the, the, the things that they each kind of had and at this time, the now Duke of Sussex was also involved in all of this. Um, all kind of centered around mental health. So, like, William did a lot of work with homelessness. And um, Harry did a lot of work with soldiers um, and veterans. And Kate was coming into this doing um, different kinds of work as well. That all seemed to then come together with this mental health idea. And then the more and more she dug into it, the more she and others around her realized how much of an impact the first five years in a child's development can impact their mental health for years and years to come. Not always, but mo most of the time that is the case. Um, and so she has been working on this project behind the scenes um, last year, so early in 2020, pre-pandemic, um, she launched this survey called, I think it was the five big questions um, that were really focused on early childhood care and like what people needed to know. Um, and so the center is going to be based at Kensington Palace. There's so far a six Team, a six-member team um, working in three key areas. So research, um, development, so developing new solutions with public and private voluntary sectors, um, and then marketing to raise awareness for a lot of the things that come out of the center. So it's, I don't want to call it a think tank, but it has that kind of idea where it's a, it's a research center. Um, and then those ideas are going to be communicated. And so this is a huge thing. Um, one, because it has a global name attached to it. Two, it's not a completely unknown field. Like there is a lot of research in this field, um, but there isn't a lot of publicity for this kind of research because it's not like, super fascinating and not everyone has little children and um so it doesn't like mass reach but it will now um and so it's just a very big project and it's amazing and so I had read some comparisons to like how it's it's going to be as big as Williams Earthshot and I think it is if not bigger because it's like a smaller it's, it's a long game, and for the Earthshot, there isn't time for it to be a long game. Like, climate change is necessary yesterday, so there's not time. But in this case, there is time, 
Um, and so it's a long game. So I think it's going to be just as impactful. It's just not as um, big at the launch and it's not as fast paced um, because it doesn't need to be. Um, so I think it's gonna play the long game. She's going to be doing this for years um, and it will continue, right? So I think it's just a really fantastic thing. I'm super excited about it. There are still details like incoming. Um, so it is almost 1 a.m. in the UK now. Things were embargoed till midnight. Um, and so there will be more to come in the coming days. I'm sure we'll talk about it more on Monday, but I wanted to like talk about the big part of the announcement today. Um, so that also happened, which is a huge deal. Um, and then I will go ahead and pull up the court circular as well for today. Um, so at Clarence House, the Prince of Wales, president of the Prince's Trust, visited the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital. We talked about that. Um, well, this is interesting. Um, His Royal Highness later received the High Commissioner for Canada and then afterwards received the Crown the crown prince of the kingdom of Bahrain. I have questions that are not answered in the court circular. I have questions. Um, okay, so anyway, that is what was going on in the UK. We are skipping Denmark because we already talked about it. So now let's go on to the Dutch royal family. today there were actually quite a few events um but there wasn't like I didn't do a ton of background research that is the one thing that has kind of lacked this week um as my routine and schedule are changing is um the past couple weeks I had a lot of time to dedicate to the podcast and I still have a ton of time um just not as much like I dropped um probably two or three hours of time that I had been spending on the podcast um, during the day to do other things. Um, and which is fine. But for certain things, I just haven't been able to do a ton of research, which is a sad thing. Um, it'll come back when I get used to my new schedule and new routine. Um, just right now, it's not where it needs to be. Um, so I didn't get to do a ton of research on the one event that I really wanted to do a ton of research on, but we'll talk about the events nonetheless. Um, so today, King Willem Alexander first opened the exhibit for the Golden Carriage, um, which is going to be held in the Museum of Amsterdam. And um, so he was able to tour the exhibit. I'm not sure from the pictures I've seen, I'm not sure if he gave a speech or just... Um, like officially opened it like I'm not sure what happened around there um, but it, it doesn't like it does matter I, I wish I knew um, but still it was very cool um, and so the the golden carriage I'm not sure if this is the golden carriage I think it is um, it has been under restoration for like five years um, the royal family uses it 
at least once a year um, for the, it's called, I think it's called Prince's Day, but it's also like it's budget day. It's opening of the parliament season um, is what it really is. Um, and they will typically ride in the golden carriage. So King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima will typically ride in the golden carriage. Last year, it just kind of worked out that like the main part of the restoration that was leaving it unserviceable was happening. And it was also a pandemic, so it was a less um, crowded budget day. Um, so they, they took a car last year. Um, so I'm not entirely sure. There were, there are some things that I have read about the golden carriage maybe not being used anymore um, because there are some racist depictions on it that like are pro-colonization and like should not exist. Um, but we'll see. Um, and so that was his first event. And then also today, King Willem Alexander visited, um, it's, it, uh, a part of the, of the Hague that won the most beautiful orange street competition, um, which was a campaign that was hosted to encourage community involvement, um, during the Euro Cup. So this is similar to Crown Princess Mary's, like, her foundation, um, that is hosting, like, watch, like, Euro Cup parties for neighborhoods, um, and providing tools and resources for communities to come together in a safe way, but also a, um, celebratory way, um, to mark the end-ish of the pandemic. Um, and so this is something that also is happening in the Netherlands. And so King Willem Alexander today visited that street, which is very orange. Um, very orange. <laughs> and um, ahead of the match between the Netherlands and Austria, I think is who they played. I also think they beat Austria. Um, I watched most of the game and then I got bored at like 86 minutes. And for those who don't know, a soccer match is like 90 plus some. Um, and I got bored at 86 and like when I went back to check, I, it was over because they must not have had a lot of extra play. Um, but I'm, I'm confident that the Netherlands won, but I'll go ahead and look. Um, but King Willem Alexander did not go to the game, but he did take part in, uh, this visit um okay so yes they did one when it was 2-0 netherlands um so that is cool um i think that means they have a guaranteed spot in the round of 16 i don't know i'm still trying to figure it all out um but anyway that's what was going on with king willem alexander and then today queen maxima took part in a digital working visit to the ivory coast um as part of her role um, as the UN Secretary General's Special Advocate for Financial Inclusion and Development. Um, so not a whole ton of detail on that. This is something that if we weren't living in the middle of a global pandemic, she probably would have gone to the Ivory Coast for like a couple of days, but pandemic. Um, and so 
that is what was going on in the Netherlands today. So now let's go ahead and move on to Norway. Continuing their trip along western Norway's coast, uh, today King Harald and Queen Sonja visited the municipality of Flor Floro, maybe? That's how I'm choosing to say it. It's probably not the correct pronunciation, um, but this was their last day of their tour. Um, it's unclear if this will happen. Um, again throughout the the summer um, they haven't made any announcements to my knowledge yet um, but we'll see um, so today they took part in a couple of different things they of course continued conversations with government officials about the effects of the pandemic um, they also visited a culture house where they saw a, a uh, small excerpt performance of a show called Kinnisplit uh, uh, which has been playing at this culture house nonstop, like for 35 years, like they're always having a performance go, um, in March of last year. So pandemic, um, is the first time that it had not been done in that time frame. So, um, it's a big deal that it's coming back. Um, and then it was very rainy this day so I don't know if they had any like outdoor events or anything planned but they ended up doing um like a car tour of the city which is something they have been doing for national day for the past couple years or seven May 17th um I call it national day because that's kind of like the easiest thing to call it um I know that's not the correct term I think it's constitution day in the in the in Norway but I it I call it national day I'm sorry um and it's it's basically a safe way to like go out and meet people but also not expose yourself or others to covid um and it's it's rainy so like it was very rainy and wet so let's keep everyone very safe and contained in a car um so that marked the end of this visit it has been really wonderful i do wish um, there were some more like detailed accounts and I just haven't really seen any. Um, and again, like today specifically, I haven't looked that hard, but earlier in the week I was looking pretty extensively, um, and there just weren't any, um, cause I was looking to add video clips to the YouTube, which still super promoting. Um, I'm not this week I haven't been able to add too much video in, so I'm thinking like Monday and Tuesday episodes will probably always have video because those are my days where I have more time. Um, and then I'm, I'm still not sure what I'm gonna do from the rest. We'll see, I'm, it's still something I'm playing with and figuring out how to make fit into my schedule. Um, but I was looking for clips to put in this and I just couldn't find any other than an interview. 
which would be fine, um, except I don't know Norwegian enough to like caption said video. Um, and it doesn't work because I talk over the video. And so th like that didn't make sense to me, um, which was sad, but it, it's fine. Um, so I'm hoping like some more detailed coverage. I wish there were some more detailed coverage, but it's okay that there wasn't. Um, so anyway, that is what was going on in Norway. So now we are going to move on to the Spanish royal family. been a crazy week in Spain. Like, it's crazy, and there's still an event tomorrow. King Felipe has been going every day since Sunday. I kid you not. He has had something every day since Sunday, and has stuff tomorrow. Um, or at least one thing. But, you know, what a better way to mark your seven years as king. Um, so today, he met with the winners of a competition called, um, this is the English name for the competition, but what is a king to you? Um, and it's a competition for students throughout Spain. So in every single autonomous community and the two autonomous cities, um, to in whatever form of creativity they choose to express um, will share what they think the role of now King Felipe, but also the role of the crown in Spain is. Um, and so it's a really cool event that engages young people, um, little, like, young, very young children all the way up to, like, probably grade three, four in secondary school. I'm, I'm really not sure if it would include fourth year ESOs, um, but um, definitely a wide range of ages for them to relate to the institution of the monarchy, um, which I think is really critical to understand your government's functions. Um, so, in, I'm not sure if it's called this everywhere, but civil, like, engagement, understanding of civics in the U.S. is horrible. Um, like, people just don't understand government, and it's, I don't think it's what makes our government and our country so radical and crazy right now. Um but it certainly doesn't help when you have a fundament, like a large group of people who fundamentally don't understand how your government works. Um, and so I think that it's really important that that's taught in the U.S., but also in every country, like understand your government from a young age. Um, and this is something that Spain is like good and bad at. Um, so Spain doesn't really do a great job of teaching Spanish history in terms of 
Franco era to democracy and like civil war and all of that. Um, and this is not done through like the Ministry of Education, this program, this competition, this is done by an outside foundation um, and schools can choose to participate or not. Um, but it is a way to allow children to relate with their government institution of the monarchy and the crown. Um, and I think like for the winners, I mean, how cool is it? I would think, right? Like me who talks about these people every day, but like to then get to talk to the king about like his role and have a conversation about him with him um, and his role. And, you know, I think that's the thing, right? Like the institution of the monarchy is not just one person. Like it outlives, it continues through that person. Um, Spain is not a super great example of this yet, but will be hopefully. Um, but not for me to say I'm not Spanish. I'm not a Spaniard. So I don't get a say in whether their monarchy continues or not. I would like to see it continue is all I'm saying. Um, or at least be given a good chance, not just less than 50 years. Um, because I think it's a really, it could be a really stabilizing thing for them. Um, and so I just think like, the importance of the institution and teaching that is really, really critical. Um, so applause all around for that event. Um, and like I said, there will be one event tomorrow. Um, and then maybe these poor maybe this poor king can have like a day off or something. Like, I think, I'm not sure when the next Spain Euro game is. It might be Saturday, but so far it's not on his calendar. It doesn't mean it won't show up. Um, but so far it is not. That is also his like, anniversary of becoming king um on saturday the 19th so we'll see um but that is what was going on in spain there were a couple of events in sweden but again no like no write-up other than what i'm literally about to read from to you verbatim um so today king carl gustav had help king carl gustav and queen sylvia held a digital meeting with the chair of the Drottingholm castle theater foundation um, and then Crown Princess Victoria held a digital meeting with a representative of the Foreign Policy Institute. So that's what I know. So that's what was going on in Spain or in Sweden. Um, and so with that, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. I will talk to you all on Monday. Um, please check out the Instagram this weekend as I've got a couple of really cool things planned um, on Instagram stories and also on, in feeds. And maybe we'll try out some reels this weekend. I don't know. Um, but that's The Daily Royal on Instagram. Uh, please check out the website, thedailyroyal.com, which has pictures and videos from all of these events. Um, it's also a great place to find all the past episodes of this podcast. Um, so please check that out. And with that, I will talk to you all on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. Bye.